this is kind of where, you know, the active learning comes, <laughs> comes into play. So I'm, you know, I, I personally, you know, I th- thought I knew what I was doing. And as I'm teaching these classes, I'm actually learning a lot myself, especially about, you know, AEDs and how many, you know, lives that AEDs actually save. And I go over them, you know, just in like the BLS class. And um, I've had people reach out to me about, you know, wanting to purchase them. And I wanted to get one for, you know, myself and, you know, the business and my parents and such like that. Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Join me for some honest, unscripted discussions with other CRNAs who are transforming their financial lives. This episode is brought to you by On-Call Capital. On-Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On-Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Okay. Welcome to another Provider Spotlight episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and my guest today is a CRNA who, when finding herself at a crossroads in life, decided to go all in on her business, becoming an active learner and figuring it out as she went along. Abby Nemeth is coming up on her 15th year of nursing, with the last nine being as a CRNA. She's worked at the same large hospital system her whole career, but spent the last five years in the cardiothoracic and vascular ORs. Abby started her own CPR and AED business three years ago. It's called Six City CPR. And she's really finding her niche teaching ACLS and PALS to advanced providers. She recently took on those AED sales and opened her first brick-and-mortar location. In an attempt to find the balance, Abby enjoys spending time with her boys, getting her butt kicked in CrossFit, and going to concerts post-pandemic. Welcome to the show today, Abby. Hi. Thanks, Bobby. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. We we had some technical difficulties when we first started trying to to get this episode together, but those are all fixed now, so we're good to go. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, we mentioned that you reached a crossroads about three years ago, so can you elaborate on that experience a bit? Well, it just kind of seemed like a na- actually it started off as more of a natural progression, um, you know, sort of this kind of thing as a side gig and COVID. <laughs> We, the world got hit with COVID. Um, and I was still in the very, very early stages of the business. And I kind of wasn't, you know, I kind of just doing it here and there, nothing too seriously. And, you know, when COVID happened, all of these, you know, nurses kind of came out um, from the from the wood, woodwork, essentially. So the, the crossroads actually kind of happened a little bit later. But initially, you know, I, it just picked up almost too quickly that I could, um, you know, keep up with. Um, and then it just kind of progressed. Um, do you want me to elaborate now on the sure. yeah. proverbial yeah. crossroad? Yeah. So again, kind of figuring it out as I, as I went along, the demand was there. So I was like, I guess I'll just keep, you know, progressing and kind of pretending like I know what I'm doing essentially. Um, and for the most part, you know, healthcare providers, they're, they're, I mean, everyone's been like totally awesome. You'll get kind of like a, 
a jerk every once in a while, but, um, you know, people would reach out to me and like, there's a need, then I will, you know, just kind of pivot and do what, give the people what they, (laughs) what they need. Um, you know, and once the kind of pandemic started settling down, I was doing a lot more kind of traveling and local groups. Um, unfortunately, you know, right in the middle of COVID, my husband had lost his, lost his job. He's also, also a nurse. Mm. Um, and it just really brings a good point to, you know, I was like, so, so stressed. And where I was working at was very bad COVID. Little kids trying to do, you know, one of them has a disability, trying to do the online learning. So financially, I was really, you know, overwhelmed and stressed out with my husband losing his job. However, you know, it gave me very much like a, like a stability, you know, he was kind of the rock at home taking care of things. And when the dust kind of started to settle and the kids went back to school and things got better, I was like, okay, what do we do? Do you go back to work? Um, do we kind of go all in on the business and, you know, kind of, you know, wing it, which is what we um, decided to do. You know, it was scary. And essentially the next step was, okay, do we want to open a brick and mortar? Do I want to keep, you know, traveling a lot? Do I want to try to do both? So uh, those were kind of all the things coming at me at once. Yeah. A lot of variables there. So yes, a lot, a lot, a lot of decisions that you had to make. And, and I mean, of course there are a lot of CPR classes already out there. So, you know, you're, you're having to find ways to stand out, you know, from the crowd. And so what, what is it that makes your class is different and, and makes you so passionate about the experience that people have. Um, so I kind of base my, you know, essentially my whole business model on trying to be as stress free as possible. So we're talking about serious subject matter, you know, we're talking about people's lives. Um, and I was targeting all healthcare workers. And honestly, a lot of them were CRNAs or some type of advanced providers who, you know, I like to say, like, get it. Um, mm-hmm. So it did kind of take the heat off of me a little bit um, as far as, you know, I mean, obviously, I feel a moral obligation to make sure that everyone is confident with the material. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I thought to myself, well, what, what do I want when I take courses? And I was like, well, I don't I don't want to go, you know, somewhere for eight or 10 hours on my Saturday off and, you know, review the same material that I've been going over the last two decades. So. That's kind of, um, you know, obviously I do this when deemed appropriate, you know, depending on the kind of the audience, but essentially cut out the fluff. Okay. So I'm going to, um, you know, meet the requirements, but, you know, I don't really go above what's required unless there is a need for it. Um, So that's kind of how I, you know, made myself stand out. And I think because that's what I would want, you know, other people appreciated that. Um, And then I try to just, you know, go with the flow as much as I can. And, um, I, I don't aim for perfection, which I think is probably one of the, the most helpful, you know, things I've kind of, you know, realized. And I, you know, kind of emphasize that in my classes as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, as CRNAs, we have to, you know, figure out how to read a room, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's something that obviously when you're teaching classes, you can tell if if certain people are really getting it or if they're struggling with a certain piece. So you do have to, you know, make things a little bit different uh, for people sometimes. So. Kudos to you for for working on that. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, well, so, you know, teaching CPR classes and selling AED machines, they kind of seem to go hand in hand, but they are actually pretty different business models. So what made you decide to go in the AED sales direction? Well, you know, um, being this is kind of where, you know, the active learning comes (laughs) comes into play. So I'm 
you know, I, I personally, you know, I th- thought I knew what I was doing. And as I'm teaching these classes, I'm actually learning a lot myself, especially about, you know, AEDs and how many, you know, lives that AEDs actually save. And I go over them, you know, just in like the BLS class. And um, I've had people reach out to me about, you know, wanting to purchase them. And I wanted to get one for, you know, myself and, you know, the business and my parents and such like that. So it just kind of seemed like the natural, like, oh, let me just try it. Um, so, but it is really different because I tend to not be like a very salesy person. It's just not mm-hmm. my personality. I don't like putting pressure on people or, you know, so that's actually been a little bit of a struggle for me, you know, yeah. trying to figure out, especially because that's not my, you know, that's not what I went to school for. That's not my background. So um, it's definitely very, very different. Um, and, you know, I, I am still <laughs> trying to kind of um, perfect that. Yeah. The sales is is challenging. I, you know, I've had to learn how to do more of that and I'm still working on that myself because, you know, I, and I, I try to think of it as, you know, Hey, I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to give you an opportunity. I'm showing this opportunity to you. That's going to improve your life in some way, you know, and, and even though, even so it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to do to to make mm-hmm. those sales to to kind of push people cuz sometimes you know you do get excited about what you what you're selling and uh but like you said you don't want to seem too pushy so yeah right well, exactly and not everyone else is necessarily as excited as you are so <laughs> that's yeah. the truth too yeah i mean you know i talk about real estate quite a bit and people's eyes you know kind of glaze over <laughs> so right. but uh well tell me more about the the aed stuff like where do you source your devices how do you determine price points uh what kind of marketing do you do all that kind of stuff so it's actually a very interesting, um, just like everything else in the world, you know, thanks to, you know, the pandemic, there's manufacturing backups. Um, so I just signed on with the company to be a distributor. Um, and I had to file in all the appropriate paperwork for that. And it does vary like a little bit state, you know, state to state. But essentially, you know, I order my products through them. And um, I can either choose to, you know, like I have a baseline stock with me. And then um, you know, depending if people want large bulk or whatever, I will send, I can send it direct, directly from the, you know, where they're being manufactured. Um, as far as price points, again, this has been, you know, hindsight 2020. I wish I would have gotten so much more inventory prior to, you know, all these manufacturing issues because the prices have skyrocketed. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, especially, you know, after this Damar Hamlin cardiac arrest, you know, that was publicized essentially all over the world. Now everyone within a week like wants to own AED. So it's a supply demand thing. So the man, de- the demand is definitely going up. The supply is going down, so which means the cost is also going to go up. Um, but I try to, you know, I, I honestly don't have a huge profit margin on them. I just think it's a kind of a nice extra thing that, you know, I can add. And then it even helps with, you know, sales of like the classes, because if someone at a local company wants to purchase an AED and they're like, well, you know, we're buying this AED, why don't we just have you come in and and teach a class for our whole group? So they kind of do, you know, even if I don't have a ton of like profit from the actual unit, it's, it kind of like segues into other opportunities. Yeah. They seem to marry pretty well together. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. So, and, and you realize that it was time to, to kind of open up a brick and mortar location. So um, what led to that decision? And then, you know, tell me more about that whole experience. Well, it was uh, kind of becoming um, tedious packing up all of the things when I'm going to multiple locations, which I, I mean, I am still doing that. 
Um, but I had, you know, individuals, you know, not just groups that were reaching out to me. Um, so I needed like a central location and I was kind of doing this co, um, co-working share space situation. Um, and it was hard because I get a having to lug all that stuff in, but just kind of the growing pains of what you do in the beginning of the business. You know, I had an opportunity to, um, you know, get rid of some personal debt and gave me a little bit of, you know, financial freedom to make that decision. Um, you know, should I make this investment? And initially, so, you know, I, whatever, I just went on Facebook marketplace or Googled, you know, places for rent by me and, um, looking at very, very small places. I almost got this one little classroom. It was, you know, in the basement of like a medical office building or something that would have been like perfect. Um, very inexpensive. The rent was like $500 a month. I mean, there was like virtually no maintenance. There's a central bathroom, all that, all the things. And, um, you know, I'm just one of those people. I go, I do a lot of things based on intuition. Um, I don't know if I necessarily recommend that for everyone, but that's kind of just, I, I react just based on, you know, if I feel like I'm always getting a sign from the universe and, uh, Anyways, went to um, dinner one night and there was just a sign I noticed next door to the restaurant that was a for rent and it was like a mile from my house. The way the shape, you know, the space was filled and, you know, or, you know, shaped, it looked like it would be, you know, almost, it was very small, but, you know, optimal layout. So I just reached out and, you know, the rent was like quite a bit more, um, but so much more convenient, better location. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a very hard decision to make. And initially, I didn't know if I wanted to have like a, a brick and mortar. I was like, let me just go look at them to see. Mm-hmm. But I think when you plant that seed, you know, you're almost like it's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, I kind of just, it kind of just snowballed. I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, then why don't I do this? And and then now I here I am. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And I, I appreciate the detail you put into that story because, you know, it's, uh, I've got a, a cousin who's into junk removal and, you know, he's looking for places because he wants to do resales and things like that. And and so uh, it's a different experience for everybody, depending on where you live and, and how you go about it. But uh, I love that you mentioned the the Facebook marketplace. That's something I would not have even thought about going to, to try and find a place to rent for my business. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, uh, let's just, let's just spitball here a little bit. Um, where do you see this taking you in the next five, 10 years? Like you've started this business, it's growing. What do you see happening in the next several years? Oh, that's an excellent question. And I've definitely, you know, thought about that myself and had, you know, this conversation with my husband and even in my head, like, what is the end goal here? And, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but if I'm given opportunities, I feel like I need to take them. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, because it, you know, I'm only three years into doing this, it's still kind of, I feel like it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, but ideally I hope to get some more help doing these classes. Um, you know, I was, I never thought I would be opening a brick and mortar and, and being as busy as I am. I mean, literally I thought I would do like one class every couple months or something, you know, very like you sporadically. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, that if people need it, then I'll be here doing it. Um, but uh, again, just with kind of the universe <laughs> working mm-hmm. the way it does, uh, my mom's also a nurse. Um, she she unfortunately recently got laid off from her job, um, and she's just, it's just like the perfect you know opportunity. I'm going to bring her in. She's going to help me teach some of these classes. And there's a huge huge need for community classes 
Um, and initially no desire to do that. I didn't want to go anywhere near, you know, lay people community. I mean, that's like talk about ethical, moral responsibility. You know, people, we're so far removed from it. People truly, you know, they, they don't know, <laughs> they don't know a lot. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. but I just got my feet wet in that, you know, reaching out to the community and doing some, some free things. And I mean, Wow. Like it truly makes a difference. I actually felt like, I mean, people were like captivated by things I'm, you know, was saying, and it's all stuff that I just was like common sense, but it's not though, because we we're so far removed from that situation. Um, so this has honestly just been like the last month that this has happened with the community mm-hmm. stuff. And I really enjoy it more than I thought I would. So I do see in the future kind of just spreading, you know, making, you know, under that whole umbrella, um, so I'm excited for that. Um, again, I'm only one person. So trying to, you know, work smarter, not harder. And I think I'm, I think I'm getting there. So how many, how many classes are you doing per week or month right now? And, and how are you marketing those classes? So the good thing about, you know, owning your own business and doing these things is kind of like you have freedom. So the control is basically in your hands. So if I, if I feel like I need a break or I'm doing too much, then I'll schedule, you know, less classes. The problem is I have a hard time saying no to people. Um, but I would say I do like, I was doing two to three classes a week. Okay. Um, and it's, it's too, <laughs> it's a little bit too much. So I did take a break kind of around the holidays, um, and scaled back a little bit. And then I, you know, had some help teaching some other courses, uh, but definitely, definitely, you know, at minimum one a week. And then sometimes, you know, um, I'll do more than that. And what's happening now is I'm having, you know, um, these companies contact me pro- so many like requests for private classes, which in a way is awesome because I mean, it's different from open enrollment where you're just hoping people would show up. This is like a guaranteed, you know, number of people. And I kind of like, it's like, well, I have to think about it. I mean, there's going to be a group there. So that's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as marketing, to be completely transparent, I mean, it's mostly word of mouth. Honestly, it really, yeah, really is. Yeah. I do have a website. Um, you know, I try to, you know, do social media. I don't know how well I'm, you know, doing that. But, you know, again, teaching myself as I go. But as far as the marketing, you know, it's truly been a lot of like word of mouth situation. Okay, that's that's interesting because I would have guessed that you were more getting stuff from social media posts or something like that or, or, or local advertisements or something, you know, but uh, like here and there, I mean, there are some that trickle in, especially in, but you know, I've only had this place open for a couple months. So, yeah. you know, people are still kind of figuring it out locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had several people that have showed up with their cell phones wanting me to repair them. So <laughs> it is not a <laughs> cell phone repair. Uh, didn't even think of that. And I'm like, huh? And they're like, well, what's CPR? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What is CPR? You know, <laughs> but again, <laughs> oh I don't think about that. But they, you know, there's a lot of these cell phone repair places. Um, so I'm, you know, that's just one of the things that you don't think about. But there's that a lot is, of things like that. That is so funny. I, you know, because yeah. I've seen the cell phone repair things that that do, you know, have the CPR kind of logo. <laughs> and I, I've always thought, right. oh, they're playing off of healthcare. And, and now, uh-huh. you know, people come to you and think you're playing off of that. <laughs> so right exactly you never know you never know but uh, exactly well um as we kind of start to close out here what i wanted to do was um 
ask you if you have some advice that you would give to other folks who are considering becoming an entrepreneur. You know, you're three years into this journey now. Um, you you have some good experiences. So what advice do you have for people who are thinking about getting started? Well, I think many CRNAs especially had kind of had that type A personality, perfectionism, um, you know, and that is not always a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing either. Uh, I, I had some you know, life events that kind of made me just, it reminded me that sometimes you just need to go with it and just get started. You don't need to have a perfectly executed plan. Mm -hmm. You know, just, you know, you don't have to have steps A through Z planned out. Just start with step A and then pivot when you're ready for step B and it will just kind of happen. But if you wait till you are ready, like you're never going to be ready. You just need to, you just need to do it and, and take a chance. Um, which is essentially what I did. I mean, obviously, I started on a smaller scale, and it just kind of escalated. But I think, um, you know, just like anything in life, there's never the perfect time or the ideal time to to do something. And you just need to, you know, be that active le- uh, learner and kind of figure it out as you go. You know, highly recommend finding some type of mentor that can, um, you know, is willing to teach you. And a lot of it is, you know, like you learn by your mistakes, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can find someone that kind of has been through it and they've made some of these mistakes, you know, that's helpful as well. So you could kind of, you know, a- avoid some of those kind of like growing pains, essentially. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, before we go, I want to give people a chance to learn more about you and Six City uh, CPR. So how can listeners get a hold of you? Um, so you, anyone can go to my website, it's sixcitycpr.com or shoot me an email at info at sixcitycpr.com. Very cool. Very cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Albie. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for, thank you. you know, it, I always love it when when uh, people with a different type of business drop by. So I hadn't had anybody on before now with uh, CPR classes or uh, at least not AED sales, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So uh, you know, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for having me. It was fun. I enjoyed learning how Aubie's business has grown over the last few years, first focusing on fellow providers and now moving into the layperson space. She epitomizes the idea of an active learner, constantly working to improve her practice, her courses, and her business offerings. I also appreciated her candor about the margins on AED sales. Uh, not everything you do in your business is going to show tremendous profit. I mean, AEDs are not making her much money, but they can lead to other positive things in your business. It's really important to keep an eye out for those complimentary offerings that you can include that lead to either more business or quote unquote stickier customers. That's going to do it for the show. Uh, If you're interested in starting your own CPR course or even getting into AED sales, make sure you check out the show notes so that you can reach out and ask Aubie some questions. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time. Stay safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. 
You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.